Hello, Texans, and welcome to the program, the Texans Player Show here from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio at NRG Stadium, where the team is back to work today. The day off is Monday. This is different than previous years. I've explained this before, but if you missed that class, the day off is Monday now. Players back to work on Tuesday, and we put together the player show in a different way than previous years. Obviously, we're not out and about. We will be out and about at some point in the future. I promise we will make that happen somehow, some way. But tonight, we got a good one for you. MJ Stewart. Special teamer extraordinaire. This guy's been making plays. Fake punt that he converted against the Bears. He also had, what did he have this past weekend? Oh, yeah. Forced a turnover on a kickoff return from DeAndre Carter. Got the ball. Texans unable to get the touchdown. They get the field goal pulled within three. We'll talk about that with him and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. But let's begin the show right here with our buddy Jonathan Grenard, drafted in 2020 out of Florida, Louisville before that, but out of Florida, another trip to Florida for him with this squad. And we begin here with the team doing some good things, but not getting over the hump, getting the victory that they covet so much. Yeah, I mean, the energy, uh, obviously, it's, it's an L. It's another L. Um, and that energy brought, I, I guess you could say, we're not happy about it at all, to say the least. Um, you would think that obviously, you know, guys are getting paid no matter what. We, we don't care about the result. No, that's not what's going on around here. Uh, I pretty much just see the guys, and we're right there, like you just mentioned. Um, we, it's, it's a couple plays where, you know, you may not do your job on this play, we get away with it, but the next next time they come back to it, you know, we got to do these things. So, um, and as we know in this league, you can't beat yourself. When you beat yourself, I mean, now you got to beat two people now. You got to beat yourself and the other opponent. So, um, overall, we still got the same mentality of just trying to continue to persevere through it and um, continue to grind and go back to work as if we would won or lost, you know. So um, that mentality is going to stick with us. We're going to continue to just work our butts off, and I think that's where mm. um, all I can say. And, um, and, and and the work will continue to show. It's just the small things that you see. We're right there and have these glimpse moments where it seems promising, um, but that's not what this league is about. you got to be consistent about it. So um, we're working towards that. JJ, I'm going to ask you this about yourself personally, but just sure. overall defense. Mm-hmm. Team defense. Right. What what do you think has got to be the next step in the mm-hmm. evolution for that group? I think you know doing your job is going to get you obviously to the result that you want to do. Um, obviously, you know if you got to take your gap, you take a gap. Cover yep. a guy, cover your guy. Yep. Um, but I think getting over that hump is going to take a little bit of extra grit, and nastiness about ourselves to understand. You know, this is a grown man's league. You know, we're going to have to. Uh, you know. They got families at home the same way. You're trying to provide for our families. They're playing for something as well, um, obviously for that championship as well. Ultimately, what we all want to get to. Um, and that's where it's going to take, that extra oomph and that extra nastiness to be able to take it from those guys, you know, and continue to – or whether it's keeping our foot on their necks or, or we're trying to go take it from them. And I think at the same time, we're just going to continue um, to have that mentality of taking it from those guys because if we keep that mentality – um, nothing can stop us at that point. So I think we're just going to uh, try to get that mentality instilled in all of us, and I think that's what we'll continue to preach, and uh, we should hopefully see that soon. Jonathan Grenard joining us. All right, take me on the line of scrimmage here. Mm-hmm. What is it like you're matched up against somebody, and very right. often it's the right. same guy for most of the plays, mm-hmm. changes, but what is that like? Because there's yeah. an individual yeah. competition going on through the course of a game that – not everybody sees right. unless you break through or make a tackle. For sure. But they don't see the collision you're going through on every play. What is that like? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you got different schemes and different fronts, different coverages as well, um, different guys involved in run fits, you know, you have to understand all that and where you fit in a certain gaps as far as uh, each game goes when it comes to game plan for different opponents. Um, but overall, yeah, it's, it's a grind, especially playing D-line. Obviously, the front four, obviously, we're on a 4-3. That front four, we're getting action every time. I mean, you know, the three techniques going to get possibly a double. 
Well, one ten he's definitely going to get a double most times. Um, and us edge guys, we got to continue to fight whether it's the tight ends and tackles or just the tackles uh, in general. Um, but you know, different guys that come in, you have to adjust to different playing styles. So you know, you might have a guy who's a vet who understands how to play a, a defensive end of certain styles. We might have a younger guy who just wants to be aggressive and just wants to impose their will, you know, early on and understand that this is where I'm asserting myself, you know, or my technique in this game. Um, so I think it's, it's it's a lot that goes into it. I mean, of course, the physicality is is the main thing, but um, understanding who you're going against because I could go about playing one guy a certain way, but, hey, this guy might be faster than that guy or this guy might have quicker hands than this guy or this guy might be just overall stronger. Right. So I think you have to put all those in the factor and, and channel in with yourself and um, make your abilities fit to yourself and, and uh, for each each opponent as we come up to uh, coming weeks. When you're at Florida, you stood up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you drop much? Very seldomly. And here's the reason yeah. I asked that: because you're <laughs> playing defensive end, right? You're not dropping at all. Nah, nah, nah. It's better to be going forward for sure. at all times for you. For sure. Uh, yes, I definitely like that. Um, I, I like to make the play. I like. I, I think that's just my my mentality. I've had pretty much since growing up. Um, so whenever I feel like I can go forward and obviously just try to knock some time off or just make the play in general, um, I love it. Um, but also I can do some things too. Obviously we've seen if I drop in coverage, um, but we don't do that. And I'm thankful we don't do that. But at the same time, I'll be mad. But uh, right. but if you tell me just go get the quarterback, go make my play and go forward, uh, I'm, 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 I'm all ears. I'm happy. So, um, but yeah, it's the same principle though. Um, I think most times you have different fronts where you, or different uh, schemes, you know, guys could drop your different ends or inside mm-hmm. guys. So it, it adds a little twist, but you know, uh, love is old school, and we're gonna play ball. You know, yeah. you're gonna line up in, we're gonna play ball, and um, and that's what it brings to the table. So, um, we try to be as best as we can in that aspect. Yep. It's such a quick trip. It's a business trip going sure. to Jacksonville, but mm. back in that part of the country, yeah. near Georgia, yeah. very close, yeah. and obviously near Florida. What's sure. that like for you to go back? Yeah, I got a good amount of family coming to this game. Um, uh, my sister be there as well. Obviously, she doesn't see me play as much. She stays in Alabama, um, but she comes. She's gonna be coming to this game. This is much closer. Um, lots of friends and family will be out there as well. So, and obviously playing there, um, obviously when I was in Florida, Georgia game um, in college. Um, but it's a, it should be a great atmosphere. Um, Jacksonville is a really good team. Obviously, they've added some pieces and they, they're, they're looking really good this year. Um, and it's always a, it's a division rival. So, we always we got to expect their best every single time. So, it's going to be a showdown. Um, it's going to be nasty and we got we to gotta, we gotta take it to them. We got to get a dub. Now, you went through how many Florida-Georgia games? Just the one at your yeah. one? So, I just went to one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we had the Battle of the Piney Woods this last week here, mm-hmm. and that's Sam Houston against Stephen F. Mm-hmm. Now I've been to both, and they both, I mean, they're different on so many different right. levels. But Florida Georgia is something different. Yeah. It yeah. is something yeah. different. Yeah. They kind of, I mean, you maybe no, knew about right. it being in Georgia, but yeah. what was it like actually going through that that rivalry game against Georgia? Yeah. Um, like I said, growing up a Georgia kid um, and being a Florida fan, I obviously knew the rivalry just from, a, you know, a, I guess you could say a second, third person yeah, standpoint yeah. Uh, from just hearing it from how the fans are friendly uh, going down there. Um, and then obviously when I got a chance to actually play in there for my final year, um, it was it was crazy. I was actually my first game back from injury. Um, I made sure I had that game circle. I wanted to play in that game. It was big time. Um, and then it was set, up, set ourselves up, uh, obviously, to get where we want to go moving forward in the playoffs. Um, but that atmosphere, man, I'm telling you, literally, as soon as we stepped off the bus, you could just feel it. Even though yeah. it's in the college, I mean, NFL stadium, we're co- uh, collegiate players. We packed the stadium out, and they, I mean, it's it's one of the craziest atmospheres that you'll see. And I, people always talk about, you know, do you want to make it a uh, instead of making a neutral side game, do you want to make it a home away? You could do that, but I just think in general that atmosphere has built is such a reputation already for what it's been in the past and so much history behind. I think they should just keep it there. Honestly. I went to the on-campus game. Yeah. This dates myself. Yeah. I went to the on-campus <laughs> one in Athens <laughs> really? in 95, and it was the first game of the World Series that night. 
Mm. And the Florida fans were like, man, how fast can we make them go to the World Series game? And it was literally my <laughs> third quarter of all the Florida Everybody fans. Everybody was going. It's better in a neutral site. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to say that because yeah, no, the environment said Georgia and Florida are incredible. Amazing. But it's yeah. unbelievable. For sure. For sure. Unbelievable, Jackson. For sure. Well, it's the old Gator Bowl. Yes. It's the world's right. largest right. outdoor cocktail party. Right. Although they're not allowed to call it they that. They can't exactly. call it that, but go. it certainly <laughs> is. We know how they get that. <laughs> it certainly is. Jonathan Grenard with us. You were at Louisville, then Florida, right? right? So what is it like to be a college athlete mm. and going to class and stuff like that? You're mm. seeing classmates and yeah. students, and do they talk to you about the game? Are they trying to shy away? Or, you know, things went well, things didn't go well. Right. Do they comment on it? What is that like? Because you're around student, fellow students, but they're also fans. Right. That's so that's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, so Louisville was a little bit different. Obviously, starting out, my freshman, redshirt, I redshirted my first year, so my freshman year wasn't, we weren't really, I mean, we were average, I would say that. Um, then my second year, obviously my red shirt freshman year, going into my sophomore year, you know, Lamar kind of burst on yeah. the scene. And so pretty much, I mean, he burst on the scene, obviously his freshman year, but sophomore year is really where he took off and obviously right. won the Heisman Trophy that year. Yeah. Um, but the main part, they were asking about him. And it was like, how oh, you? How's it feel? You know, obviously when Florida State <laughs> game came about, you guys are doing so good. How is Lamar this and that? Like, you know. I play football too sometimes, yeah. you know, but uh, but it was cool. Though. It, that, that, it was a great time to be on campus at Louisville. But when I tell you when we went to Florida, now that was a different ball game. So mm -hmm. you know, as obviously Louisville being a basketball school, normally obviously we right. knowing that um, you go to Florida, obviously it's SEC, and then of course their history. They just love football. I mean, you yeah. can't even go to class without it. Hey, what's John Gunnar? You know, just little small things. Of they just just in awe sometimes. They're saying good game, this and that. You know, me being in grad school at the time, all I. I had to walk pretty much through the entire campus just to get to my class. So before I get to class, I mean, of course, you're either taking a picture or you're saying hello to some certain people. So, um, but the environment is just crazy because it's just everybody is, is waiting for that game. It almost reminds me of high school kind of yeah. because I'm a yeah. small town kid. You know, everybody within the community is just <laughs> waiting for Friday night lights to come. And I think that that kind of community is the same, obviously, on a collegiate uh, level. But everybody's just waiting for that game. I mean, they're just waiting to talk about how's, you know, Felipe or, you know, Kyle Trask, you know, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> they're just asking about everybody. And I think that was just the part that was much more cooler, obviously, just because of a bigger standpoint from a fan base. Okay, you played Florida. Mm -hmm. or you played Louisville, you played Florida. So that means you played throughout the ACC and the SEC. You've mm -hmm. been in the NFL. This is now your third year. Right. What's your, what's your favorite place or a place you really respect mm -hmm. That you played in college, that you're like, boy, the environment's really incredible. Mm. And what's that place in the NFL? Oh man, um, college. That's a tough one. Um, but I would. It, it's a, it's a tie, honestly. Um, Clemson is is definitely number one. Yeah. Um, but most people will be surprised. I mean, uh, Marshall, man. I listen. So no, no, no. no. You, no. I've been there. So, I know. So uh, we, we played went there my sophomore yeah. year in college. So it's crazy. We played Nuts. Marshall, man. On on a uh, obviously it was a Thursday, a Friday night uh, game, and I mm. think. At the time, Lamar was he was on the uh, pace of obviously doing his thing and about to win the Heisman. Mm -hmm. So I mean, they came out, and I'm telling you, it was I've been mm -hmm. I've been to Clemson, I've been to LSU, I've been to all these top places mm -hmm. you can name. And when I tell you that for that small of an environment and yep. all those people that came out, I mean, they were wild. And I think honestly, if if you'd have put obviously just a, a team of our of, of on our caliber at that time with them. It would have been tough because yeah. our talent just ended up beating them, obviously. But that environment, you couldn't hear a snap. Yeah. We had like two, three first, I mean, false start penalties to start the game. We Man. couldn't even hear. So, uh, but in the NFL. Um, do you have a favorite place you go? Because you oh, added the city you go to as well. Because yeah. we haven't been able to yeah, do much right. with COVID right, and do right, all right. that. But I know you guys don't do much on a weekend. But For is sure. there a place you look forward to going? Um, 
Oh man, that's that's a good one. Was too. it weird that rookie year? Yeah. It's COVID I was about and to say, empty building. Man, I know the college so guys know, went through it too, but geez. we went to when we played Detroit, and obviously yeah, uh, yeah. that that was no, nobody was there. I mean, yeah. obviously they had some other games where you know they had maybe ten percent, twenty five percent. It was dead silent. You run out on the field, no music or anything. That's what kind of was shocking for us too, because even though they may not have year. fans, that was that's my rookie first year. year. Yeah. Even though that you know it's it's beginning of the season or yeah. it's COVID, they weren't playing music at all. So right. it was just like, hey, you know, got to find Joan Juice. So I think um, it was one of those. But Buffalo, just to answer that question, yeah. Buffalo in general, their environment went there last year. I mean, they were one of the – I could see how their environment really gets you. And then obviously you add the snow yeah. and all those other aspects. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you're on defense, obviously, mm. so the crowd tries to be quiet, right, you right, know, right, so right. the offense can operate. But mm. when you're in a hostile environment, does that kind of fire you up a little oh, bit? Oh, for sure. I mean, like even here when he, – you. Name it one of these past games. So you asked this past game and then uh, the Colts game, obviously, we're here in, in uh, NRG. I mean, it get it can get pretty loud now. Oh, yeah. And I think when and when they are into the game and they understand it, man, trust me, it was – they couldn't hear it. And I remember talking to the guys over the Colts and they said, hey, it's – we couldn't hear ourselves on second on second and third down. I mean, they're just yeah. rocking. So um don't 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 sleep on NRG as well. They they can get up there. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just, That's what everybody yeah. says. Just wait. No, no, for up. sure. I mean, it's there there up. have been times where I mean, obviously I have my headphones on. Yeah. There have been times where Mark's making a call and, and he couldn't even hear anything. I can't, can't, can't even hear, hear myself talk. Really? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll we got, we'll get, get it there. We'll get it there. Third down. All right, Jonathan, thanks a lot for joining us. For sure. Appreciate all for having me. All right, terrific visit with Jonathan Grenard right there. You really want that kind of guy representing your city, your football team, making plays, and let's hope for some big ones on Sunday against the Jaguars at noon. It's live right here and on the Bull 100.3 FM and the Texans app and the Odyssey app. How about that? That's a lot of places where you can get the game. You can also get MJ Stewart on this very program next on Texans Radio. On Texans Radio, the Texans Players Show here from NRG Stadium, the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I've said Texans Radio a lot. Why not? It's a good thing. And it's a great thing that we have MJ Stewart on the show. Special teamer extraordinaire, DB for this team. Forced the big fumble on DeAndre Carter in Sunday's game. Had the fake punt for a first down against the Bears. Those are very notable special teams plays. They often do a lot of dirty work that doesn't hit the highlight reel or the stat sheet. But what about forcing that fumble? There was a rumor, and I threw this out there to MJ, that he didn't really know the ball was out when he made the big hit. How did that all work out? That, that's just the football gods right there. <laughs> <laughs> Our team needed a spark, you know what I mean? So, you know, uh, everybody in that huddle was like, oh, I'm going to make the play. I'm going to make the play. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to make the play for sure, you know? Yep. It was just one of those moments where, you know, I just made a big hit, the ball came out. I really didn't know it was out, though. But, yeah. you know, like I said, football gods, they work in mysterious ways. That's I, what teammates are for. Right. I, I felt like I was watching it play out in real time. You were excited to make the play. You punched the ball out. And then there was, like, the second wave of excitement once you saw that Jalen had, like, recovered it. Nah, for sure. It definitely was. Like, when did you hit it that – when did you realize that he has recovered the ball? Because when I when I hit him, I had, I had, had my hand on the ball, but I didn't know it came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then somebody came up to me. He's like, bro, you got the ball out. And I see everybody coming from the sideline. So I'm like, shoot, let's turn up some more then. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So. That was a huge moment in the game. And then the, where on the field that you guys actually punched it out, it was just, it felt like that was such an, one of the most exciting. I mean, special teams in the last few weeks has been exciting, but 
you've been a part of some really big plays on special teams this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we take we take pride in that unit. You know what I mean? Just like offense and, and, and defense, you know, take pride in it. We take pride in our unit too. I just remember distinctly in the huddle, uh, we was like, you know, why not us? You know right. what I mean? Why can't we bring the spark? Why can't we create this momentum for the team? You know what I mean? So MJ Stewart with us. So tell us about the mentality of special teams because it's so important. It's going very well, that phase of the game for the Houston Texans. I mean, you've done a lot of things in this league already. You've played in a playoff game, played really well uh, mm-hmm. in your history here, in your career, but you know that this is a great way to contribute here so far. Right. It's just, you know, it's just playing your role. You're, uh, like people like to say, you're one eleventh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 11 guys on the field. You just got to make sure you do your one eleventh. You know, play your role on that down that at that specific time. So the week before you had the uh you were in on the fake punt. I mm-hmm. love a fake punt. Uh how did you feel like you did on that with the the carry and the direct snap? You when you go back and you look at the film. Uh I feel like I did what I was supposed to do. You did? I didn't do your... what I wanted to do. Okay. What did you want to do? What did you want to do? I wanted to score. But you know, you know, I just, you know, I had to get the first down and I knew mm-hmm. it was is a big moment in the game, you know, I can't I can't mess around with that. So, you know, I I did, you know, what I was supposed to do. Are you able to kill the play if you don't get the look you want? Are you able to say, "Not doing it. Go ahead, punt it anyway." Yeah, but I'm 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 a I'm a air on the side of doing it. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, how often do you get to do stuff like that? You know, right? what it, it's like it's like when you have a running back throw a pass and you say, you know, just throw it out of bounds if it's not there. There's no way he's no. throwing it out of bounds, right? There's no mm-hmm. way you're not going to try it <laughs> on fourth down. Yeah, uh, uh, Frank, our coach Frank Ross, he be he be dialing it up. So you know, mm-hmm. respect to him. He you know he dialed it up on kickoff. You know, kickoff return, punt, punt return. He dialed it up every game. So. Is it really disappointing if Fairbairn accidentally kicks it a bit too deep? Like in Denver, the air was so thin, he said it was hard to get the ball inside the five. Yeah. He would just tap it, and it would go into the end zone. Yeah, you know, we'd be, we be hungry out there, especially on the kickoff unit. So, you know, when they kick it out the end zone, we'd be, we be kind of <laughs> mad. But we understand, like, you know, sometimes with the altitude mm-hmm. and the wind, it, it, you know, you can't really – you can't that, – that affects the kick. Right. And we understand that. But you know we want to keep it in bounds as much as or or in play as much as possible. Sure. I was asking Frank Ross about you just last week, what you've brought to the special teams unit. Obviously, you weren't with this team last year, mm-hmm. and he started off his answer with a story. I was telling Mark about this before the show started. He said he, and I don't even know if you know this. He took a picture of you on his phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were in the virtual walkthrough room. He said you were just working out extra on your own. Yeah. And so he took a picture of you, and that's on his phone. Mark was asking if that was Frank Ross's home screen. I was like, Mark, I doubt. <laughs> I well, doubt that the no kids, no wife, but MJ Stewart is Frank Ross's home screen. But the fact that he's got a picture of you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what does that mean to you as a player that your special teams coordinator thinks so highly of the work that you've put in? You know, me and me and Frank have have gotten close. You know, since I've been here, and uh, you know, I got his back. He got my back. So you know, we we in this together. So you know, if he wants a scheme and I don't quite get it, or I think I need some extra brushing up on, I'm gonna make sure I get it. So the so that we are on the same page. Because I told him, you know, when I got here, I was like, you know, we gonna always be on the same page. You feel me? So whatever you need, I got you. Has that been the case so far? You guys have been on the same page. Always. Really. Always. Okay, so when you were in that walkthrough room by yourself, what was going on? Uh, I was just going through some going through some extra plays, you know, going through cut-ups, going through practice, you know, just making sure I got everything down, uh, making sure I got, you know, 
you know, because you know you got you kind of got ones and twos. I would make sure mm-hmm. I get all the reps in. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you get some looks with the twos that you don't get with the ones. So I just want to make sure I go back and get those looks and you know just go through my progressions, go through my calls, things like that. So Frank Ross, he seems so energetic. He is so energetic. Yeah, he's yeah. that guy. <laughs> It seems like a lot of special teams coaches have to be that way mm-hmm. because they only have you for so long. They don't get you for as long as the offensive coordinator or the defensive right. coordinator. What do you make of it? Uh, I mean, you need that energy, I feel like. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want a special teams coach who's, who is dull, you know what I mean? Because if, <laughs> if you need a you know a, a no. hype moment in the game, like, you know, last game and, you know, somebody come up to, okay, you know, we're going to kick it right, you know what I mean? You, you, you like, coach, come on. Hey, turn up a little bit, you know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. You know, I love his energy. We feed off his energy. And if uh, I don't know if y'all see it during the game, but when we go on kickoff return, he always say hot feet. And when he say hot feet, we all be like, ah. We all be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do it in the huddle right before we go out, you know, and we, and we feed off the energy. We love the energy. I always joke to Frank. I, I said, you're like natural caffeine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to have whatever he's having. He's just so energetic all the time. But as for yourself, I mean, this is year five for you in the league. The other thing Frank said was that, you're such a veteran, but yet you've reset since you got here because mm-hmm. now you got to adjust to like a new way of doing special teams. I don't right. know how different special teams are from squad to squad, coach to coach, but what's that been like for you just adjusting to the scheme, to the special teams here, and, and just being in, in with a new team in general? Like I said, Frank be dialing it up. So, you know, it, it was definitely an adjustment. You know, the special teams, you know, teams I've been on before, they've been really kind of, you know, I'm not going to say basic, but, you know, mm. it's kind of kind of cut and dry but you know Frank has his own you know he has his own I guess spiel to you know what we do in you know the punt punt return kickoff kickoff return so it did take a little adjusting to go to and you know I'm still going through that adjustment phase but that's why I'll be in that virtual room like and that's why I told you we'd be on the we gotta be on the same page so you know I want to know I want to think like he thinking so I can make the right call you know what I mean so that's why you know I go in the virtual room and make sure and sometimes I go in and I'll text them and be like, hey, let's go in the virtual room at this time and let's just go through and make sure we're on the same page. Okay, so when you say on the same page, you mean like in the game when he's calling plays, you want to know what he wants you to do or what play he's going to call before he – like what what does being on the same page mean to you? Uh, Just just basically like, you know, just kind of in his head, you know what I mean? Because it's, 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 certain, it's certain calls that we have to make to certain looks and I mm. just want to make sure that I gotcha. make the correct call, you know, the, the call that he would make because sometimes it's great. You know, sometimes it's not, you know, white and black. Sometimes it's it's gray and you get in that gray area where it's like, okay. You got to make a decision. You got to make this Right. Sure. And then it's like, okay, what, what, what would Frank want to do? And right. then if I, that's what I mean. What by would Frank say, do? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So WWFD. Yeah. <laughs> I got you it. You get bracelets for the special teams guys. So it's just like, you know, if I, if, if I just think, okay, what, what would Frank do right here? And then. That's what I mean by being on the same page. So, what, have, what have you thought about the special teams unit? I know for so many years with the Texans, they've really struggled on special teams, but what have you thought about this squad compared to the other teams that you've played with, how they've done so far this year? Man, we, we're, we're dominant. We're dominant. I was talking to yeah. some guys uh, in a locker room yesterday, and I was like, I, I don't think you know I've ever been on a, a unit, a, especially kickoff unit like this. Like, we are we're crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 crazy, and just those, uh, and then just in the last game, those those we had like I think three back to back kickoff, you know, kickoffs that was like inside the twenty. I don't think we yeah. let mm-hmm. I don't think we let the returner get past the twenty yard yeah. line. You know what I mean? So it's just like that's, that's huge. That's huge. You know what I mean? The offense got to start. You know, 
from their own 20 or inside absolutely their own 20, you know that gives our defense an advantage and and so that's what we pride ourselves on so you know, and, and everybody on the unit is 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 locked in. You yeah, know and I mean? you guys love that, right? right. You, like we said, you love it when Fairbairn kicks it inside the five and you get a chance to go make a play because you were, you guys, after you forced the fumble, the next one, I almost felt bad for DeAndre Carter. <laughs> you guys just completely mobbed him. Yeah. I didn't feel that bad. But we want the ball again. <laughs> well, no, I didn't feel but He's a former Texan, but no, yeah. believe me, I wanted the ball too. So I get that. Uh you trust Frank Ross as a coach. Would you trust him to cut your hair? Do you trust him to cut your hair? <laughs> I would. I you would. would. I would trust him to cut but my hair. But you have hair. unique hair. You got the dreads. You got a little coloring there. I don't think he can do all that. That's not in his repertoire, I, is I it? Would, I wouldn't say the coloring and the dreads, but I do trust him to give me a fade, though. I definitely okay. trust okay. him to give me a fade, for sure. All right. All right. That's that's high praise right there, <laughs> isn't it? He, he has said, in not so many words, that it doesn't matter what your hair type is. He can do it all. Wow. Yeah, he does say that. I he says that. But I don't know. He Well, he needs to like build trust skeptical. again. I don't know if he can do dreads. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think dreads are probably a different story. That, right. He can probably give you a solid fade, though, which I don't no, think is for easy sure. to do. Solid fade, that's solid not easy temper. to do either, though. Yeah, uh, I tried one time. To give yourself a fade? Yes, it didn't. Ooh. It didn't take. <laughs> I can, I can line myself up. I just, I, the fade. It, it throws I back, do it again. though. See, that's the thing. Exactly. <laughs> I, had to wear, I, wear, I had to wear a hat for like two weeks. <laughs> MJ Stewart joining us. All right. So uh, I went to your Wikipedia page, mm -hmm. and your con there's a link to your combine workout here. And I want to know what am I going to find if I go to your combine workout? What do you remember from that? What kind of, what kind of time was that for you? I just remember waking up at like, Four five in the morning, and then having to like get ready to run, you know, mm -hmm. at eight. Oh wow! And it was just like that whole combine experience. Like, don't get me wrong, I I love the fact that I was there. Yep. But I will never do it again. Yeah. Never well, you never have to you, do that's it. That's a good again. thing. That's, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> you never have to do it again. It's just like you know, it's just like a, a really stressful time, you know, for all athletes because you want to perform. Right. But you got one day, you know what I mean? And it's like you can't – there's no get back. You know, you got all the eyes watching, all the coaches watching, and you're coming from college. So it's just like you don't really know. It's like you got to perform your best that day. Mm -hmm. You can't – like you can't have an off performance. That's that's what you're thinking. Did you head. do a pro day, though, afterwards? I did, yeah. Did you run – all right, so I have here as your time, 4-5-4. Four, four. That seems – that doesn't seem right to me. It's not. It's not right. Would you run at your pro day? Probably I didn't left. run that pro day. Oh, you didn't. Because mm. the funny thing, uh, I got a little inside tip that uh, the coaches thought I was going to run a four six. Really? Yes. So oh, you're so like, you already surpassed their expectations. So as long as I didn't run a four six, I was cool. Okay. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? But four five four, I know I'm way faster than that. But hey, well, don't don't you agree that there's and this is not draft season? MJ Stewart with us, but. Don't you agree that there's football speed and there's straight line speed? Because some sure. guys run like crazy fast times. For and then sure. in the league, you don't really see it, it feels like, yeah. in uniform while the game is played. Other guys, hey, he looks really – Jerry Rice ran a 4-7. You mm -hmm. know, it's just – you never know. But you see him running past people in the game. It's like, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm a game speed person too. You know okay. I, mean? I, I don't think my 40 time, you know, reflects how fast I am. But I'm going to keep it up there so people think I'm slow. So I can run past. Ooh, they oh, underestimate you. Good idea. Yeah. I like that. 
Good idea. Sandbagging a little bit with the 40 <laughs> time. All right, so we did a Drew's Dozen with you. I don't know if you remember Drew Doherty firing a bunch of questions at you. Mm-hmm. And and there are a couple of things I wanted to get to that, okay. that you addressed. Uh, you said your favorite Michael Jackson song, because MJ, you share the initials. Uh, your favorite Michael Jackson song was Billy Jean, but then you changed it to Smooth Criminal. Yes. All right. Both solid choices. Yes. I, I don't think you can go wrong either way. Mm-hmm. I think Beat It is a good one, too, to throw into the mix, but I can't argue with that. I do agree on the, he asked you about getting groceries and the self-checkout, because for some reason, Drew is really opposed to self-checkout. We what? Gotta, why? Yes, I don't know why. He wants when to I'm wait with in you, line? man, I'd rather have full control for sure. over when I'm leaving. Yes, I when I'm leaving the store. Out. And now I feel like I'm good at it with the produce, too. Like, I am not intimidated <laughs> anymore. Right. I don't even need the picture. I can use either the code or I can just look it up on the alphabet. It's really nice. Oh, you official. I, I got to use the picture. I don't know about the code. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> the Bananas. <laughs> Oranges. Good. I'm with you, though. I'd rather have control over my situation. In fact, sometimes I'm wondering in all stores, why can't we have more self-checkout? I'm on this big line at the pet store to get my dog some food, and I'm thinking, why not? Well, the Zara store in the gallery has got a kiosk where you can return stuff, which I think is genius. I did not know that either. I wish I could just check myself out there, too, because the line sometimes, sometimes you walk past the store and you see the line so long. Like, I'm not even going to try on this It's stuff. intimidating. Yeah, right? I'm, like, like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to like anything that much. You're going to wait, like, really 30 minutes just nope. to get... Yeah. Who's a got shirt? the most swag in the defensive backfield? Which what, what you mean by swag? I mean best our, clothes. Yeah. Best dress best for game fits. day. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say Trey. Oh. I'm yeah, Trey Mon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Trey. He be he be putting it on for sure. We, we were talking about him with J O last week, Jonathan yeah. Owens, because mm-hmm. I told J O I said, You're really bringing it this year. Maybe because he's a starter. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing him in more pictures. And uh, he appreciated the compliment, but he said Tremont as well, which he's got like a different vibe, sort of a laid back vibe. But yeah. he's dressy as well. Versatile. Yeah, be, uh, that boy love clothes. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of shoes, too, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Like tons and tons of shoes. Yeah, he got a nice little closet. What's your so. weakness? Is it fashion? Is it something else that you collect? I honestly just got into fashion probably uh, a few years ago. I was never. Really? Once you got into the league? Yeah, I'm I'm a big like, ooh, I like that, let me buy it type person. I'm mm-hmm. not really like a okay, like fashion week swim, you know, swim, New York. I'm not I'm yeah. not that type of guy. I'm like a okay, I see it, I like it, I'll buy it. Okay. You know what I mean? It doesn't really move the needle for him, fashion. Yeah. No, but uh, that's okay. All right, let's get into some elements here. Of- <laughs> He's a DB. I'm surprised to hear that. But yeah. yeah. I, Keeping it real. I, I like feel it. like it's not it's not what's on you. It's what's in you. You know what I mean? Right. So no. I, I feel like I can go out and wear anything, and you know, people are still going to love me because I got a good vibe. Are we worried <laughs> that the dreads this week are kind of Jaguars colors, or do you feel like that's extra motivation for you? Uh, No, nah, not really. Uh, you know, if anything, they're copying me. Yeah, I like that attitude. I like that attitude a lot. Okay, let's pause here. Let's pause and reflect and get ready for the next segment with more of MJ Stewart here on the Texans Players Show. It's Texans Radio. Great to have you along for the ride. The Texans Players Show here from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. And since it's the Players Show, let me pub an event for one of the players. That's Rex Burkhead. We talked about this, but a reminder that Monday at Top Golf, he has his event for the Team Jack Foundation and learn all about Jack, who he was, 
started at Nebraska, but it's a great cause. This is about pediatric brain cancer. So it's Rex Burkhead's passion. Top golf event Monday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Texans players out there. Rex is running it. TeamJackFoundation.org for more information on that. Now let's get back to MJ Stewart. And yes, the team is close, very close, halfway through the fourth quarter. Within three, in the lead, unable to get a win yet. What does MJ think of the whole situation? Yeah, because, you know, we we still in the building process. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you when you build in, sometimes you got to take some losses before you take a win. And, uh, you know, we just like the progress that we're making. Like like you said, in every game, it's not like we losing by 20. You know, mm-hmm. we either in the lead or, you know, right there, you know, with, like you said, fourth quarter, eight minutes left. So it's just like we know we can do it. We just got to finish. That's that's the thing. You know what I mean? That's what separates, you know, regular teams from championship teams finishing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's the that's just the part that we have to find a way to do, you know, because I, I honestly feel like we should be 4-0. And that's just me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just we just got to finish those games. To be, to be down 21 nothing and then to rally back, I, I mean, it felt like the game was sort of – it was it, not sort of, it was slipping away. But then how in-game, how do you make that adjustment like mentally to just know we're going to keep after it? Because you got some nice drives going there, especially mm-hmm. after the Damian Pierce run. You guys were able to make some stops on defense. The offense got going a little bit. You had a big special teams play. What's the attitude like in-game when you're down by that much? Uh, you just know, like, you know, especially getting down that much that early, you know, it's a lot of football left. You know what I mean? And, and, and time is on your side. Um, so, you know, you just got to keep battling, keep fighting because it's like – it's like football is a game of momentum, momentum shifts. Who got the momentum? Whoever got the momentum usually is the people or the team that's scoring. So mm-hmm. it's just like it's a game of momentum shifts. So it's like, okay, they got the momentum now. How do we get the momentum back? You know, so. MJ Stewart with us. All right, in your career, well, first of all, talk to me about this. Because in 2020, there you are available and the Browns pick you up. And mm-hmm. you hit the Browns organization at the right time because mm-hmm. – you, they got to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. You were a big part of it. Intercepted Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. That year, you also had to pick off the Titans, right? Yes, sir. Can you do that again for us this year? <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, dial I, it up. I, I would love to, and I, and I feel like it's coming. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I manifested it already. So, you know, I'm just waiting on my time. When my time comes, it's going to happen. You also sacked Dak Prescott that yes, year. Can you do that again? Because we're going to see them in December up at their place, mm-hmm. which will be pretty cool. So you'll have an opportunity against those guys. And believe me, the fans here would love that maybe more than anything else. <laughs> but what you think about the quarterback that's in there right now? I heard there's a little controversy over there. Yeah, Cooper Rush, he's he's doing well for them. Yeah, he's doing yeah. well. And that's an interesting thing because, you know, they're winning with him. Right. But Dak is Dak, yeah. so you have to weigh those things out. I mean, is coaching something you'd want to get into and have to make tough decisions like no, that? Sir. No, sir. <laughs> no. No, sir. When it's all when it's all said and done, MJ, where do you see yourself? Like, what kind of profession or or doing what after football? Oh, Not to, that it's going to be. It, it'll be a long time from now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to real estate. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to real estate. I kind of do real estate on the side now, like in the off season, like you know, flipping houses. I got rental properties and stuff. So I, really, I, I found my little niche and I and I, I love it. So that's that's kind of what I want to get into. Jump, you know, into after football. Have okay, you, now I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. Flipping houses. Where where do you buy your houses? Uh. It's kind of it's kind of a thing, just wherever you know, wherever it's a good opportunity. Uh, I had some in my, I had one in Montana, 
Oh. I had okay. one. Some in Florida. Uh, Montana. I one in Houston now. All right. So Montana's so. interesting because you're from the East Coast, Virginia? right? Yeah. Oh, you're from Virginia. Virginia yes, and you sir. went to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So how did Montana happen? Uh, it was kind of like my... And do you have any hot tips for us? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like my first project. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a mentor who, uh, you know, kind of helped me with the project, and he is from Utah. Okay. And he was just telling me about the market. I kind of researched it myself, and it was a great market at the time. So um, it was kind of my first project, you know, getting my feet wet, and uh, it, it turned out pretty well. You don't watch Yellowstone, do you? No. The I show? Don't. Okay, don't. Or Chip and Joanna Gaines, like those old... Like, how did you decide that that was going to be something you want to do, flipping houses? Um... Cause it's a lot. It seems like it'd be a lot of work and very stressful. Yeah, but people love it. Working with contract contractors is really stressful sometimes. But if you find you know the right contractors that you know you you trust, um, it can go it can go really smooth. You know now you know things are kind of settling down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know during COVID it was tough. Uh, yeah, you know everything was pricey. delayed yeah, and pricey. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but now everything's kind of settling back down a little bit. And, you know it's just. What about interest rates, though? What about interest rates, MJ? I don't know what to do about that. Uh, It's going to change soon. (laughs) Okay. All right. MJ Stewart. He could have his own show on that. M stands for money. (laughs) (laughs) So so do you have a project going on right now? You said you bought something in Houston. Mm -hmm. Where is it at in the process? Uh, and I'm can act- we get in on it? <laughs> so I'm actually living in it right now. It was oh, just, okay. yeah, it's it's, it's the house I'm living in. But you know, uh, good kinda, shape, medium shape, bad shape. It's actually new. Oh, it's new. Yeah, it's new. But so, I okay. bought it because, uh, like the the area that it's in is, you know, in probably like three, four, five years, is going to grow. Like the oh, sure, I see. sure, okay. yeah. So I kind of bought it knowing that you know if I want to sell in the future, long term, right. Mm. Okay, so you're not you're not really flipping the house you're in. Not not in Houston, no. Okay, got you. No, not in Houston. My last flip was uh, one in Florida. What 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 did you do to that house? Um, I kind of just gutted the inside. You know, put a new foundation in, plumbing, electrical, tore down some walls that didn't need to be there, and kind of opened up the living room. Oh, you do trust your contractor? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can you do that stuff yourself? Because if you can do some of that, no, seems like a lot. If you can do some of that stuff yourself, I heard. I mean, obviously, that's going to save you a bunch of money. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. It I would think, look like paper mache. <laughs> I think the important thing is to have the vision. So that was your vision. Like you saw that house, and you're like, "This is what I want to do to it." Yeah. So I'm. I'm really. Uh, I'm on Pinterest a lot. So it, when I need ideas, <laughs> oh, I go yeah. to Pinterest. You know what I mean? So uh, Pinterest gave me a few ideas on like this is in for like kitchens, mm-hmm. countertops. This is in. This is the new wave. So. I make sure I, I kind of look at that and I'm like, all right, I want I want I want it just like this. And you know, my dad helps me as well with some of the process. He he is the guy that you need to talk to if you want plumbing, HVAC, electrical. He do all that. Does he live in Houston? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he in VA. He in VA. But okay. uh, what is he? What is he like? A contractor or a builder? Uh, he's an electrician. Oh, electrician. Okay. Yeah, by trade, but he oh, does. He does. He does everything. He's yeah, like a handyman. You know what I mean? And he knows everybody. Yeah. Those like, guys know everybody. I feel like we've hijacked this show with. No, this, this is I'm, good. I'm so fascinated by HG this. HG Radio. He's got a Pinterest board. He sees ideas that he likes. What's your style aesthetic for homes? Now I see why you're not in fashion. This is your thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you like like a modern looking house? Like what? What is your thing? Yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm a modern type guy. I'm a modern. I would say I'm a modern type guy. Like, what's a kitchen that you love? Um, I'm kind of into like the, uh, like the the white granite countertops with like the black cabinets. 
Okay. And like okay. gray, tr- uh, like not gray trim, gold trim. That's that's kind of all right. Very my in little right now, niche, yeah. you know that's what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 in right it's now super too. In. So yeah, it's funny with home remodeling and stuff that's in because it's like, well, wait a minute, in. What about eight years from now? Then it's out. I then it go looks like it's eight years old. <laughs> yeah, and then that's you, the problem. Then you hire MJ to gut your kitchen that's and the redo it. But MJ, you mentioned Pinterest, which is something I'm never on, mm-hmm. unless I'm Google searching something and it just happens to pop up and something's on Pinterest. Is that what you spend most of your time on? What social <laughs> media platform? Have. Well, no, but is it Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like, give us your your top three or two. I'm be real. I'm only on Instagram, like literally okay. only on Instagram. I mean, that keeps life simple. Doesn't the only it? time I go on Facebook is, you know, we have a community Facebook page. I just want to know what's going on in my little community, so I'll get on Facebook right. to know, you know, what the neighbors are up to. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Twitter. No, I, I I try to stay off Twitter. I have a Twitter, but I try to stay off it. It's just yeah. too. It's too much. It's a little too much. Yeah. Too much. I'm a visual guy. I'm not really a yeah reading type guy. All right, so I asked Lovey this because he worked in Tampa, mm-hmm. and you worked in Tampa. The humidity. Yes. Humidity in the summer during training camp. Which is worse, Tampa or Houston? Or maybe heat-humidity combination. What do you think? I'm going to say Houston. Okay. I'm going to say Houston for sure. It's not not by much, but Houston's a little hotter. The humidity is about the same. Yeah, but Houston's a little hotter. This was a hot summer too. This it was, was really. This hot. was unusually hot. If you're gauging it by this summer, this felt hot to everybody here. Yeah, yeah. it was. It it, it kind of wasn't a shock to me because you know, like I like you said, I did work in Tampa, so it was kind of similar. But I can you know you can tell when it's hot. Right. It was hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I know what hot is, and this was hot. Well, even Lovey's eight o'clock practices in the summer were hot. Was hot. There's hot. no wind. And yeah. The sun's just sitting there frying everything. You got to Tampa Bay. Did you know about I, a few of the players that we've got some former Bucks here, mm-hmm. which you probably played with, like OJ Howard and some of those guys. Yeah, I played with OJ Dare. Oh, okay, yeah, Dare uh-huh. was there because Dare was here. Then he he moved around a bit. Mm-hmm. So then, when you went to Tampa, Lovey was already gone. Did you know about Lovey? Like, did, were, were, did you sort of know that that was he was the head coach and what he was doing there? Because OJ said that he sort of knew about Lovey just from the players that were in the locker room. Yeah. Uh... A lot of a lot of our defensive players, like the older guys, you know, what I mean, just told told me about Lovey. You know, I kind of knew who he was just because his name. You know, he's great coach. You know, what I mean, so uh, I kind of knew of him because his name. But I've I've never. This is the first time I've you know. Did that did that factor in your decision to sign with the Texans? Then is that when you first met Lovey for the first time? Yeah. Uh huh. What was that conversation like when you met when you talked to him? First, I was like, damn, I'm talking to like damn a Hall of Fame coach. You know, I didn't mean to cuss. I'm sorry, but I talked to a Hall of Fame coach. You know, and it's just you know getting to know him. You know, over these few months since I've been here, it's, it's great. You know, just picking his brain. You know, he has a lot of knowledge, seen a lot of football. So you know, it's somebody that you can learn from for sure. All right, MJ, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate the time, Mm -hmm. and good luck Sunday against the Jaguars. Appreciate that. Thank you all for having me. All right, there's MJ Stewart, and what a terrific visit with him and with Jonathan Grenard before that. Always enjoy the Texans Players Show every week, catching up with these guys. A reminder that tomorrow night, Texans All-Access, Nick Casario, 6 o'clock, right out of the chute. Also in the program, Frank Frangie, voice of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and a great visit with him. We're going to touch on some of the points that Frank got to actually in the next show, Texans All Access, and then it's Texans matchup 
uh, show with John Harris that you must hear. That's required listening, actually. It really is. Have a great night. Thanks so much for listening. Go Texans.